no Christian has to be poor if we had to be poor Jesus wouldn't have said I've been anointed to preach the gospel to the poor what was he preaching to the poor if it's not to correct it then it should be preached to the poor he said I came to preach to the sick and we know when he preached to the sick the God what healed so if he's preaching to the poor then prosperity is part of the gospel it is are you with me it's part of the gospel amen which is able it has an ability I tell people I believe God's word so so much because it has an ability I told you this the other time for by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God it has an ability to he says, I commend you to God to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. God's desire is for you to have his word at work in your life. And he has made this possible by bringing to you his message from our man of God, Pastor Roy King. Keep on shining and reigning forever as you receive God's word for your life today. to his name. I welcome you officially to the Abandoned Life Conference. Tell your neighbor, the Abandoned Life Conference. The Abandoned Life Conference. Do you understand it? Can we go to John 10.10? 10? That's the theme scripture. I'll just explain a few things. This is just the introduction. Tomorrow is going to be massive. Are we there? If you are there, say I'm full of glory. glory. One more time. Let's read it. One, two, three, let's go. To kill. Amen. If you read from the top, you understand where Jesus was talking about the door and the shepherd. Amen. And now he's saying that the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He gave the ministry of the devil, amen, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And he says, but I am come that ye might have life and have it what? More abundantly. Now, that's where we got the abundant life from, amen. But the King James doesn't really give us the correct understanding of what Jesus really wanted to say, amen. When he says, I have come to give you life more abundantly, he actually meant that I'm giving you life to the point where it will fill you up and overflow. Do you understand? You are filled and then it overflows. So it's not just an abundance where you have an idea of, okay, so I have a lot and I'm in my room. This kind of abundance has to do with you and your world. You and the people around you. You and the people in your sphere of contact. Amen. And so he stated his mission that he's come to give us life. And so we have the abundant life. Say, I have the abundant life. I would want us to go back into history to understand certain things 
before we come into our present state. Amen. How many of you here are the seed of Adam? Adam. If you are the seed of Adam, wave your hands. The seed of Adam. Or you hail from Adam. Anybody here like that? Wow. Nobody. Adam has said for own himself, yeah. Oh yeah, Adam has seen here and patrol. Wave on some Nobody. Okay. So I'll give a brief history, okay? Now we see in the Bible that um, God created man. Are you with me? And then when he created man, he gave man the dominion over everything that he had created. He made him have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over everything that he planted. I would want us to go to the book of Genesis to understand certain things. Can we go there? Genesis chapter 1. And then we we'll understand certain things. Genesis chapter 1. Let's read from verse 26. Are you there? Okay. One, two, three, let's go. So, and God said, let us make man and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, blah, blah, as I said first. Now, there is the making of man and there is the creation of man. Say there is the making of man. And there is the creation of man. They are not the same. Here we see God said, let us make man. When we move to the next verse, you say, and the Lord created. Can you see that? So God created man in his own image and likeness. It wasn't like the writers really wanted to show that they could speak English. So, you know, I'm just using like different vocabularies. But think about it. When they were speaking those days, they were not speaking English. Do you understand? They spoke Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic. Amen. And so when they were writing, they were communicating something deeper than what the English gave us. Hallelujah. I'm laying a foundation. I want you to understand something. Glory to his name. And so because of that, it has affected our theology in a lot of things, even in the church today. A lot of us think in certain ways that are not, a lot of Christians think in ways they are not supposed to think. Can I give you an example? For example, the believer today still is afraid of a witch in the family. If you're afraid of that old woman or old man, or that little child that is said is a witch, can I see your hand? Yes. And you know, it's not our fault. It's something that has been built in our subconscious memory. The movies we watch, even the so-called Christian movies do not depict what the Bible really says about the Christian. No. You have a lot of Christians today who don't even believe the word of God. But if you're a Christian, reality is the word of God. Reality is not what you are facing. 
Are you with me? Yes, if you're a Christian, reality is not what, oh dear, Charlie, Charlie, the word, someone will say, or Sanso put spiritual things aside and let's deal with physical things. It's wrong. If you understand the difference between faith and me, you get to know why I'm saying it's wrong. Amen. And so God made man. He created man first. And after, after um, creating man, he made man. And he says he gave man the dominion. Adam was a very powerful man. Don't you think so? How many of you have thought about the authority Adam had? Have you ever thought about it? Most of you just think about Adam in the negative sense. That because of him, sin came into this world. Adam, the one, yeah, I do. We call heaven now, ask him questions. Amen. No, how many of you have thought about the supernatural part of Adam? Can I, can I see your hand if you've ever thought about it? Oh, come on. Don't, we are, you see, we are the church. Don't be shy. No one will say you are too spiritual. Have you thought about it? Give me a wave. Wow. Give them a mighty hand. Amen. Adam was a very powerful man. Naked but powerful. Very naked but powerful. He wasn't wearing anything but powerful. He was made in the image and likeness of God. In other words, he was made in a way to act like God and to look like God. That alone is another day's story. He was made to act like God and to look like God. But do you know the beautiful thing? Adam wasn't the full expression of God's image. Not a lot of people know that. Adam was very powerful, but he was not the full expression of God's image and likeness. I'll explain. Can we move to chapter 2? Chapter 2 of Genesis. Today we, we are studying certain things and then I'll continue tomorrow and then the subsequent days. Okay, can we read from verse 7? Are we all there? One, two, three, let's go. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed unto his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put man whom he had formed. Uh -huh. And out of the ground made the Lord to grow every tree that is pleasant to the eye or to the sight, uh -huh. and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Relax. He says, God made or planted things in the garden that were pleasant to the sight. Amen. Say pleasant to the sight. And good for food. Amen. And he mentioned the tree of life was there. It was pleasant to the sight and good for food. Then he also mentioned the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Pleasant to the sight, good for food. Mm. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. How could that tree be a good tree? You know that tree is not a bad tree. They be asked, so if, they'll say you've eaten the forbidden fruit. You know what? The, the tree was not a bad tree. You must understand this. The tree that they ate from was not a bad tree. The reason they sinned was because God told them not to eat of it. But not because the tree was bad. Are you listening? 
I'm getting there. God created beautiful things. You know, there's this ideology that some Christians hold that God put a tree there to test God a man's love for him and, you know, to, to reciprocate man's love to God. And I said, no, 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 no. It is wrong. Very wrong. God does not tempt us. The Bible mentioned it. And since the Bible mentioned that this tree was pleasant to the eye, and was good for food. And you are saying God puts it there to test the reciprocal, to test, to make man reciprocate his love to him. It is not a test, it's temptation. Because it's good for the sight and good for the mouth. That's temptation, that's not a test. Amen. The tree was not a battery, so why did God put the tree there? He put the tree there for a purpose and there was going to be a time where man would eat from that tree it was a good tree listen everything God had made at that time was not bad he said he saw it and it was good there was nothing he made that was bad amen nothing the only bad person there were the fallen the people were the fallen angels the demons who had fallen before the creation of Adam hello are you with me so the tree was there for a purpose. There was going to be a time when man would have eaten from that tree. But the time was not yet. And so God said, do not eat of the tree. Let's read on and see what he said. I'm getting somewhere. I want you to understand this. Are you all there? Say the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I remember in children's service day, didn't always let us mention the knowledge of good and evil. We only said the tree of good and evil. Did that happen to you? It happened to me. The tree of good and evil. Anybody? But it's actually the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, not the tree of good and evil. It's the tree of the knowledge. Say the knowledge, the knowledge. of good and evil. All right. Let's move on. Let's jump to verse 15. Can we all read it? and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest eat freely. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou... Uh-huh. Thou shalt surely die. Uh-huh. And the Lord also I will make him a helpmeet. Move on. Every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he will call them. Listen, I want you to see the supernatural side of Adam. After God gave him the command, he says, I do not eat of this tree, that if you eat, you will surely what? die. And I says, God brought Adam and then he did what? He placed him there to see what he would call the things he had made. The word see there was actually to, to check. Check. You know, you've, you've made something and you want to check if it's working well. You made this amplifier or this guitar. You want to make sure it's working well. So, you know, he says, let us make man in our image and likeness. We've now made man. Let's see if truly he can function like us. Let's see if truly he can do what we do. So now let's read it with that mindset and see what happened. One, two, three, go. Uh-huh. 
every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. Uh -huh. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Give the Lord a mighty clap of it. Do you understand this? He says, every creature Adam called was the name that God had already registered. Can you imagine? Every, so let's say God brings Adam and then now he says, okay, so now he comes and then in heaven, cat, dog, elephant, um, tiger nuts, um, orange, rabbit. You see, in heaven, these things are recorded. But Adam wasn't there when God wrote them down. Let's, let's put it that way, amen. And now the Bible says, God put the man here. We are come to test him to see if truly he is what you've made him to be. And the Bible says, every name that he gave was the name thereof. This was someone that God could entrust the whole earth to. Adam. Very powerful man. Anything he called, the Bible says the name was there. You thought he went one by one to say, this is called this, you today, you are called this, you today. No, 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 no. He was living by revelation. The man was living by revelation. How do I know? He was naked, but he didn't know he was naked yet. He didn't know he was naked yet. Well, he was, right? Let's read on and see what happened. I hope you're enjoying the story. Don't worry. Let's, let's, enjoy, let's enjoy the story. Let's move on. 20, uh-huh. And Adam gave names to all the cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found and help meet for him. Wow. He was doing all this without a help meet. Well, that's, that's another day's story. Let's read on and see what he said. And the Lord God uh -huh, caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. Uh -huh. And the rib which the Lord had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. How did he know? Wasn't he asleep? No, I'm asking a question. The Bible says God put him into deep sleep, not into sleep. Have you seen a deep sleep before? This guy had been put to, listen, and it was not just, it's not a sleep by a devil, it's sleep by God. Deep sleep. Deep sleep. Now he wakes up, sees the woman and says that, hey, you are called woman because you were taken out of me. Someone who was not having the full nature of God. See what he could do. Yet. You wake up, you see a woman, just like he just called and the names were. He called and the names were. So God put this guy to sleep and now I think at this time God was just clapping for Adam. Was like, here, yeah, my product is good. Amen. But there was something going to happen. Oh, Adam. <laughs> Amen. 
Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? Now, the supernatural part of Adam, this was a very wonderful man. Now, listen, the story we read, that like, you know, after the seventh day, God created Adam, and now Adam got to know Eve, and then you thought that the next day, Eve gave birth. No, they were living for some time. They were, they were, there was a long time in the garden, amen? They, don't think about the storybooks you were reading. So in your mind, it's like every day was the activity. No. A lot of things were going on. And so Adam now gets the woman and says, you are a woman. And let's see what he says. And Adam said, this is now born. Therefore shall a man leave his father's house, his father and mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. They were naked and not ashamed. He says they were naked and not ashamed. There was a reason. It didn't mean that they were, if Adam didn't fall, there was not going to be a time where they would probably have to put on any clothes and they would have been naked and we would all be naked like that. That's not what God was trying to communicate to us. He was trying to communicate to us perspective. How do you see things? When he made man originally, what was man supposed to see? What was he supposed to see? Some of you, you see everything so. Amen. It was a question of perspective. They were naked, but were not ashamed. And they didn't even see that they were naked. Chapter 3. Verse 1. Can we read it? Verse 1. 1, 2, 3, go. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast. The word subtle, the please don't take it to be negative. It actually means wise. Okay? And that's the reason some of you cannot receive a blessing from a snake. Because in your mind, every snake is demonic. Do you know God can bless you through a snake? Do you know God can bless you through Lobite? I mentioned the bears that we have categorized as the devil's bears. <laughs> you let a crow come in front of your mother. Yes, so much uncanny name. You know, Yasumano. What, what, what? Monitoring spirits. You see, in as much as those things are there, can we be spiritual? Like, I'm not, I, I, want, I want to, I'm taking it step by step. Tomorrow I'll talk about this, about the church. Today I'm dealing with the old one, moving into the new one, amen. Think about it. You think the devil is so dumb that he knows that you know that you use a crow, so you always bring a crow. If he brought a crow to your neighbor, doesn't mean he'll bring a crow for you. He'll probably bring a dove because you see it to be a calm bed. The devil will use what you like, not what you hate. Think about it. So if you hate snakes, he's probably not going to use a snake to attack you because he knows you hate snakes. If a snake was a devilish spirit or a, de a devilish animal or a demonic animal, why would God tell Moses to do a brazen serpent to heal the people of Israel? Are you thinking about what I'm saying? 
I want to break certain mindsets. So today, when you go home and you see a wall jacko in your room, smile at it, okay? And spray it somewhere. Let it go. And stop wasting. Okay, I want you to understand something. No, it's not about you losing or gaining something. It's about how you see things and how you are building your spirit, man. I want you to get to the point where, okay, you see it and you can tell this is of God, this is not of God. Not for you to live 50-50. You then let me say it. Even if it's not of God, I haven't lost. If it is of God, I have won. Do you understand? That Christian life is not a 50-50 life. I'm challenging your thoughts. You are now beginning to think in a different way. Amen. So the serpent was a wise animal. Subtle. Glory to God. So if I say you are subtle, I've not insulted you. Can we move on? And the woman said unto this, okay, let he says, and he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree in the garden. See how he asked her. Is that what God said? He said, Eat. But of this too. But he comes and says, Has God said, Do not eat of any of the trees? That's how the devil, you see, that's how he works. He comes with the word of God, but will twist it. And if you are not smart, you may not get it. He, I think some people just read it and think he asked them the same question God actually told them not to do. But he says, did he say, do not eat of every tree? And you know women, see what she said. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruits of the trees of the garden, but of the fruits of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. She added some. What we read... God just said, do not eat, because he says, I have given you the garden to dress it. In other words, you would have been dressing the tree as well. But now the woman says that he says we should not eat or touch. Meanwhile, when God gave the word, she was in even there. She received a reported speech. And that thing has been in generation till date. But God is raising a church. Amen. So that won't tax certain girls with certain attitudes. And certain, you, I think, you see, if a lady wants to exaggerate, man, they can do it very well. Did he say do not eat? Then she added, oh, he said we shouldn't eat or we shouldn't even touch it. Hmm. Me to the way I always want to touch this thing. It is very nice. See what happened. And the serpent said unto her, Ye shall not surely die, for God doeth know in the day that ye shall eat thereof, your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw the tree was good for food, it was what? Good for food. What happened? And that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave to her husband who was also with her and he did eat. Adam. All powerful Adam. Look at all the things you've done. When the serpent was talking, Bishop, you've said it. Was Adam aware he was standing with her? He was standing with her and the serpent was there talking to the lady talking to the lady and he was standing there watching stand he was giving the command standing there watching when she was done 
and she ate, please, it wasn't an apple. It was probably, you know, all the movies we've acted is an apple. No, it's not an apple. You see, and she took it, and when she ate it, Adam, no, Adam, yes, dear, this is tasty. When the Lord has spoken to you, you let the voice of your loved ones control your decision. for listening. We believe you are being blessed by the captivating truths being revealed by the man of God, Pastor Roy King. We welcome you to join us in worship across our various fellowship grounds. On Tuesdays, we have the Hour of Intimacy from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. And on Wednesdays, we have Cell Meeting from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. The locations are Red Top at Wager, Galilee at Ablekuma, Mile 7 at Achimota, University of Ghana Campus, Adenta House and Down at Adenta, Noble House at East Legon, Sunshine Hospital at Airport, ICGC Calvary Temple Park, Junction Mall, Bachuna Total at Spintex, Sakumono and Community 5 at Tema. And for our Sunday Ipoekodomio services, the locations are Red Top at Wager from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. and Opongolo First Floor Hanover Green Institute opposite the Pill Point Pharmacy on the Freetown Avenue from 1 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Contact our team on 020-099-8099 or 055-592-6251. We are ever ready to help. Come and have an experience with the Spirit of God.